afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, September the 10th, 2020. It's another Technology Podcast. We got another great show lined up for you today. I uh, hope you're ready for it, although it's probably going to be, unless we unless we roll it out, it might not be another long one. I mean, it's it's the, there is some big news this week, just not a lot of big news, and I was expecting more, which we will get to. But, uh, unfortunately, we were not blessed with the, uh, with the double-double this week. We just, we just got a single. But before we get to all that stuff, hit the like button! If you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not, go to YouTube! Although, if you're listening to this on the RSS feeds the night before, it goes up 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Fridays. So you can wait until then, first hour, bell gang, they're showing up in force and we're loving it, but get out there and do your part to help fight the YouTube algorithm. That's all we've got in life now is fighting the algorithm. It's our entire existence. And before we get into any other news, it's the most important question of the week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Same old same. Nothing's changed. Marvelous. <laughs> And you don't have a bed yet, or do you have your bed? I have my bed, um, but I don't have the bedroom set that's going to be here on Saturday. But we have the bed. Oh, I've been, okay. We've been sleeping on the new bed for uh, since Sunday. And how has that been? How's the new bed? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it, it it's a new experience. It's uh when you first get a new bed. It is no joke one of the best things in the fucking world. Especially if you've been going on like a bed for a real long time and your bed, like the old bed is just beat to shit. Yep. You, you could even get a half-ass bed. Like you don't even have to spend a lot of money. You just get a new bed. And it's a great experience. And yeah, so... It's, uh, it's nice. It's real nice. We uh, Ours just arrived today. Uh, and um, But it's memory foam. So we're going away theoretically tomorrow... Um, Em and I are getting out of the city for a couple of days, just going down to the family home. And so while we're gone, we're just going to unfold that bad boy and let it, let it breeze, let it air out a bit, Mm. get the chemical smell the fuck out the bed. And then when we get back, it should be uh, fresh to go. Uh, but we did get our new pillows, um, since the last podcast, I think. And, um, same company and those have been great. Uh, memory foam, four layers, uh, with different sizes of the layers. And then you can take out layers if you want Mm. to make the pillow flatter or bigger as you so wish. Uh, and, uh, I flattened mine out a bit because my old pillow was, was putting my neck a little too far forward and it was like making my neck and, and upper back problems worse than they needed to be. Flatten that bad boy out. And, uh, my neck tension has been severely reduced and it's only been like five days. So I look nice. forward to getting the bed and hopefully, you know, between that and, and spending half of my life savings on physiotherapy and massage therapy, uh, being back on track in the not too distant future. But Jeff, it's been a big week. Lots of big news. Not, well, I shouldn't say lots. Big news. Not a lot of it, but there's but been big some news. big news. Yeah. First up, and it only happened hours ago. Normally we're Nostradamus. We're Miss Cleo. But today, we were a bit off. Against all odds, 
And after saving copious amounts of money conveniently when Dr. Disrespect is no longer on the platform, Ninja has been given a big-ass bag to come back despite literally shitting all over Twitch for months publicly. Social media, mixer platform <laughs> didn't matter. Just dummying Twitch for eons. And Twitch said, you know what? We could still use you despite the fact that you basically shit-talked us for that long. So here's an enormous amount of money. And I would love to know how much money it was. But it must have been a tidy fucking sum. Because I suspect YouTube also offered uh, as well. So, hot damn. We, I have not seen any figures. It only just happened. I'm sure we'll have rumored numbers floating around soon. I uh, I wouldn't <coughs> expect that it's a small amount of money. It's a lot of money. No. What do you What do you think What do you think his his re up uh, was at Twitch? We both assumed that it wouldn't be probably as much as the mixer bag, but it no. would still be a hefty bag. What do you, What the fuck? Last pass, please. My 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 guess is he he probably got paid anywhere between ten and twenty million dollars uh, for two years. That's that's my guess. I I don't. I could be totally off. I could be totally wrong about that. Like it could be something astronomical, but I just don't like, I feel as though Twitch's pressure to pay people an insane amount of money is not as high as it was uh, when Mixer was here throwing around, around stuff. So I'm say I'm taking some of that into account. Um, pr- I would say 10 million is on the low end, but my guess is probably 10 million a year, probably 20 million bucks. Um, but on, on another, on the other side, I'm not really sure if 20, 20 million would be enough because I actually think because Dr. Disrespect is doing so well on YouTube, um, like he, he, he's getting millions of views per stream. Um, you know, I don't know what his sub count is, but it's whenever i tune in it's just a constant you know it's non-stop right he's making money millions yeah so my the the way i looked at it and the reason why i thought ninja would go to youtube uh, other than the fact that he publicly you know gave it to to twitch on many occasions uh is the fact i actually think ninja does better on youtube yeah we both we both thought that yeah i think he i think his viewership is higher um now maybe not on those two little test streams that he did because yeah. i do believe that's what he was doing when, yeah, when yeah. he said like he went on youtube tried it went on twitch tried it and he Toes just used that water. as yeah he just used those numbers as a as a bargaining uh as, as a way to to go to, at the table once the ninja thing kind of peers down a little bit and his average concurrent is probably you know in anywhere between you know uh fifteen thousand and thirty thousand viewers probably ultimately what he's he's probably going to be have really high numbers for the first little while but that novelty will wear off um i actually think he 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 does better on youtube in terms of a number standpoint um and the fact that his content is already there uh he's already got the infrastructure so my guess is uh either uh twitch really backed up the brinks truck and gave him a large amount of money like way more than 20 million or um he he ninja just wants to be with all of his friends he wants to be on twitch where he doesn't want to have to deal with 
listening to people bitch and complain that he's on YouTube or whatever. He just wants to go where it's easier to go. Um, and perhaps like before Twitch, and I'm sure Twitch probably got some bigger incentives for Ninja on the back end than what YouTube would. So maybe there's value there for him, you know, getting Ninja to do million dollar New Year's Eve parties or, you know, whatever. Uh, it could also be a sponsor related thing. Um, it could be Red Bull and his other sponsors might go, hey, Ninja, um, there's more value to be part of Twitch. You know, we are already part of Twitch. Um, we're willing to re-up your contract or pay you more if you go alongside with our other partners with Twitch. Um, that also might play a factor. Even though the numbers might actually be bigger on YouTube, it might not be the place where his current sponsors would rather be. But I say that at the same time, he went to Mixer. So I'm not really sure that that is an argument. Um, but, but then again, Mixer also paid him a large amount of money. So I, I don't know. My guess is, in my final, my final thing, I'm just kind of talking through it because I haven't really... Well, it just happened. So it just happened, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but my my guess is, if I had to guess, he's getting paid ten million dollars a year with some really nice back end stuff, um, and he just wants to be part of the in crowd. Or I'm totally off base, and the dude got like thirty million dollars a year, like a sixty million dollar deal, um, for a couple years, and and that's it. Maybe it might even have been a, hey, ninja, we really fucked up the way we handled things when you decided to leave, um. Here's a few extra million dollars as our my bad, you know, consolation. Come join us and, you know, we'll make this deal real good for you. Could be that, too. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that uh, most of what you said about um, you want. I mean, you want to imagine that the who he can play with when he's at Twitch versus who he can play with when he's at YouTube, which is basically Doc. Um, courage, and then there's a couple of other YouTubers who are legitimately large YouTubers that Doc has started to mess around with as well. But in terms of who he would know already and would want to be playing with, you would you would think that that would factor in. But at the same time, the amount of money we're talking about right now is probably going to cover up most feelings of, you know, who do I get to play fucking Fortnite with for my job? Yeah. Um. Uh, it's true that he could stop working today and he, his children, his grandchildren and great grandchildren wouldn't have to fucking work a day of their lives and that's fine. But people don't normally just do that, especially at his age. It just doesn't fucking happen. You, you, they, they get bored, complacent, you know, they, or they, they're or not complacent, but they get bored and they, they want to do something, go stir crazy. Um... I suspect it was a lot of money because I think that without a large upfront payment, YouTube in the same two year period makes more money than Twitch in the same two year period. The only thing I can think of is if Twitch worked out a deal where he doesn't have to stream as much so he can go and do his Hollywood shit, his acting and whatever. And they say, hey, we want to just lock you up. We're going to pay you a large amount of money. It's not going to be as big as the last mixer deal, but you only have to stream 20 hours a week and not 40 hours a, a week or whatever other whatever type of deal they had before so maybe that's it 
Maybe. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to assume both sides would have offered him that, you know, because he's talking about wanting to do that shit. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, it's I'm, a lot of money. Whatever I'm, it is, it's, it's a, a lot. lot of money. Uh, lot I'm, of money. I am still surprised that he's back. Um, you know, it does... It, there is something to be said about the internet just forgetting and not giving a fuck about the fact that both Twitch and Ninja both said brutal things about each other and twitch the way that twitch handled his channel when he left was fucking terrible like nothing it was not a clean break it was an ugly break it was like that fucking movie with adam driver and and who is who is uh was it scarlet was yeah he, scarlet, johansson. scarlet johansson whatever the fuck that was it was basically like that scene it wasn't clean everyone was screaming everyone was crying it was bad it was ugly and it was public but people are going to forget about that shit, I guess, and uh, or the average person is going to forget about it. It's just not going to mean anything. All the people are going to know is whether or not he's on Twitch and he's back on Twitch. So, yep. um, yeah. But from uh, ignoring all other factors, I think it's I think it's a safe bet to say that YouTube would have made more money on its own than than Twitch. And so, just from that factor, not including any other factors, I have to assume that it's a relatively hefty uh, buy-in for Twitch to get him onto the platform just based on that. But who knows? We probably will never know the, the real figures, but maybe we will. We found out eventually with Mixer. Oh, we will. Um, and so, yeah. I would I would say it's closer to 30 mil than anything. I don't think it's yeah. north of that. I, I don't think... Have I, I, I got to keep it 100? I don't think, I don't think Ninja's brand it. is worth $30 million anymore. I think yeah. he was worth it when he went to Mixer. And now it's not, and not necessarily just because he went to Mixer, but because just nothing has happened with him of any note of any note for so long now that he's got to kind of like rework his way back up to that spot. People are welcoming him, welcoming him back to Twitch as like fucking Twitch daddy. He ain't Twitch's daddy. He's gonna like like you said, he's gonna show up. Uh, I, I I think the same thing. He's gonna do big numbers for a couple of days, and then it's gonna fucking peter out and just calm down and he's not going to be like knocking out massive numbers like he used to I don't think and if he does it will probably be because it's on the back of a game other than Fortnite um uh I mean look at Shroud where's Shroud's what's Shroud's averages right now I have no idea um because you know when when he first came back again did well was did real well but that was with a front page push and everything else I mean, I, Shroud is obviously not limping around out there, not making any fucking money, but he's not, he's not making, he's not pulling down like 70,000 viewers a fucking stream or some shit. Uh, and if he or Ninja went to YouTube, they're north of a hundred K every single day, all day. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's a, um, an, an interesting dynamic. I'd love to know what the amount is. Hopefully we do find out what the amount is, uh, either way. Ninja won. Nobody else won. Twitch didn't win. YouTube didn't necessarily lose because Ninja's content's still on YouTube. Ninja's yeah. the only real winner here. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much it, and good for him. Uh next up. You know who isn't uh, a winner, Jeff? EA. EA decided, as we talked about, I think, uh, a few podcasts ago, that they were debating um, whether or not they were going to do a little test bed of running advertisements, legitimate like TV style advertisements in between matches of UFC four, the video game. 
I guess with the assumption that because they're trying to mimic a broadcast of a UFC event, that people wouldn't notice it as much or care as much to see the advertisement there because it would be something similar to actually watching the event in real life. And so the ads wouldn't be so obvious to people in the sense that it's a familiar placement. As it turns out, they're wrong. Big shocker. Uh, it went over real, real bad. Everyone hated it. They got blasted real quick for it. And then they came out, pulled it off immediately and said, you know what, guys, you're right. We probably should have gone about this a different way. You know, we probably should have thought a little bit more about blah, 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 blah. It, it was, it was stupid. No, how anyone at EA thought that this how was going to go over well. Were they just playing like straight up advertisements or yes. how did yeah, like, why don't they think of something a little bit more unique? Like, I don't know, the the Octagon have the brands. Oh, that's on already the a thing. Yeah. Well, then why do you need more? Because money, Jeff. It's oh. free real estate. Oh. It's free real estate. Okay. I mean, if they do it in a, in a UFC broadcast in real life, they got the brands on the ring, right. brands on the shorts, brands on the gloves, you know, the fucking. Uh, referees got like shit covering them girls have got shit all their tits everything's just great and fine why not squeak in a little quick budweiser advertisement four or five second budweiser uh, advertisement in between rounds why not get no. that under armor in there or that fucking uh that nike branding uh, or whatever else they want to fucking squeeze in it's no. just it's free real estate you know what this reminded me of? I think it was EA that tried this the last time, too. And I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like a... Uh, it was either a Need for Speed game or it was another racing game. And they were putting... Um, uh, they were putting, like, billboards and shit everywhere throughout the game of just straight-up advertisements that they would rotate out to keep up with the advertisements in the real world. Mm. It wasn't like the game had a specific brand they were putting in there. They were legitimately just putting in fucking billboard advertisements and people were like why am i why am i playing a video game and still that i paid 90 dollars for whatever the fuck i pay and i'm still getting beat up with billboard advertisements like i'm driving down the highway on the fucking 102 why in the shit am i getting hit with all this and they were like well it's free real estate it's just EA money. It's just, it's just that that video game money, you know. And they'd come out. They'd probably come out and say, like, well, you know, video games are expensive to make, and you know, this is like a really you know low impact way for us to make back some advertising revenue, uh, for uh for us to be able to make bigger and better games. And then they put out a smaller and shittier game the year later, uh, and you're wondering why that happened. So yeah, big shock. It failed. They pulled out real quick. Um, gave a half-assed apology, and we'll probably come back and try it again, if I'm going to be honest. It'll just have a slightly different form. <laughs> They're Crazy. just testing the waters many different times. Next up, speaking of testing the waters, Epic probably shouldn't have done that with Apple, because Apple, after the uh, injunction that uh, Epic put out to try and get the Unreal Engine stuff not banned from the... Uh, from the uh, uh, the storefront because that affects indie developers or other developers that use the Unreal Engine from having their games on the storefront for Apple. After that happened, Apple just said, you know what? Fuck this shit. I smell blood in the water. I'm going in. So they countersued and want damages. Mm. Uh, as it stands, just having 
Fortnite off of the platform is losing them somewhere in the neighborhood. This is epic now. Losing them okay. somewhere in the neighborhood of $26 million a month. That's an ouchie. Okay. So on top wow. of on top of that loss, they're also now getting countersued for damages. All right. So that judge is just juggling like fourteen thousand different. Yes, they got all sorts of spice. Uh, I don't really care who comes out on top in this one. Like I said, it's the billionaire slap fest that nobody gives a fuck about. But yeah. Um, but uh, there you go. Apple blood in the water going in on it, and then they said, and this is a quote. There is nothing anti-competitive about charging a commission for others to use one's service. Many platforms, including Epic's own app marketplace and Unreal Engine, do just that. Which, they're not wrong. It's true. There's this absolutely it's... truth, unfortunately, for, for Epic. Really, I didn't know what Epic expected to accomplish here. Is the 30% thing for what Apple is providing, is that egregious? Yes, but it's their platform and they can do whatever the fuck they really feel like doing. It's not anti-competitive, it's just there. In fact, really, if you think about it, it would be anti-competitive for Apple themselves because you would think that if it was a really big issue, they would be driving more and more people to Android's market to say, fuck Apple because I want to keep my 30%. That's not how it happens, though. (coughs) And so, really, how anti-competitive can it possibly be? Um, Epic who then also admitted that they that they uh, basically kickstarted this whole thing intentionally by creating the workaround for V-Bucks. So, probably so, did. They probably no, they, did. They admitted. They actually admitted oh, that. Oh, That's on oh, the record. Okay. So they went to court <laughs> with a fabricated situation after breaking the terms of, of service. Entrapment. And literally <laughs> trying to fucking get them going. And like, so what are they trying to win here? What is the judge? Why would the judge side with them on this? It's crazy. They're like, literally, uh, it's nuts. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I, again, the judge just dealing with just an absolute shit pile. Um, but yeah, there you have it. Uh, we'll let you know what happens next. I'm going to go with Epic getting fucked harder. I'm going to guess that too. Yeah. So I think that's a, a safe bet. Next up, the big news of the week. This is this is the Catalina wine mixer of the week of September 10th, 2020. Only two months from release, we finally got one of the next generation consoles pricing. Mm-hmm. And what it was and here's the thing: it was supposed to be next week, but it leaked. Somebody fucked up. It leaked. And now here we are at like 4.13 in the morning. The official Xbox account says, all right, well, it's out. So yes, this is the pricing. And then they said they had more to show later on, which they do. They've been continuing to kind of fill out the leak to explain more as it has gone on. Now, personally, I thought that this week we were going to get PlayStation announcing their pricing already or something major this week because yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the PlayStation in North America. And so I thought, well, Xbox just released their pricing, albeit a leak. Whether or not it was a for, uh, uh, an intentional leak or not doesn't really matter. Their pricing is out. 
25th anniversary of your fucking console. Let's go. Bring the bring the fucking noise. Bring the roof down. This is where you get it out and make it happen. And they did exactly nothing. <laughs> they were dead quiet. And let me tell you why they were dead quiet, Jeff. Because Xbox dropped several penises on the table at the same time. It was an yep. octo dick. Shit got very real. And not because of the Series X pricing. That's, no, no, no. That's not, that's not the elephant in the room right now. That's not the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room was the console that we called here on Technical Alpha, the Xbox Series S. Which unfortunately looks like a McDonald's drive through speaker. But that's okay. Because for $299 at launch, it can look like a whatever kind of fucking speaker it wants to look like. Yeah. Because it's $299! That's insane. I saw that, and I had to do a double take. I went, what? $299. Bro, let's break this down a little more. Because that's that's only the tip of the fucking iceberg, truly. Oh, it, it, dude, they, they went... They went no- There were several act- Billy Mays moments of, but wait, there's more. Yes. <laughs> several. So let's break it down. So first of all, it's what I expected. Actually, it's a little bit higher than I expected, but I still think that people will probably lock it in for most games if there's an option to 1080p. But they are targeting 1440p60... With up to 120 FPS capabilities, probably with, like, much more simple games or whatever the fuck, like maybe Ori in the Blind Forest or some shit would do 120, maybe, I don't know. Either way, 1440p60. They could have said 1080p60. Would have been fine. And nobody would have batted an eye at that, because it would come with HDR, ray tracing, everything else. All right, let's break this down. The only real concern people had that I've seen so far is, one, it's an all-digital version, which you would expect because you take the drive out, that saves you $50 right off the fucking rip. Yeah. It's got a five... Its internal storage to start is 512 gigs. That's the biggest knock on this console, is that it's 512 starting. The X, I think, comes with a one terabyte, which obviously makes sense as it's $200 more. However, when you're talking about a digital only, people obviously get concerned because that might be, especially if you're playing, let's say, Call of Duty Warzone, one video game. In reality, for most games right now, even games coming up, you're looking at somewhere between 80 and I would say 120 gigs for really big titles. Like the AAA really big titles, somewhere between 80 and 120, unless again... Your Call of Duty Warzone, and then size just, there is no, there's no upper limit. It's whatever your hard drive can provide, they will take it. So you're looking at maybe, let's say, four or five games on that internal hard drive installed at any given time. Which, for some people, I guess is a concern. I don't, I wouldn't foresee myself having more than five AAA titles installed on any console at any given time, personally. But some people like to install it, set it, and forget it. And like like the fucking rotisserie chicken shit, and then whenever they come back three years from now, and they're like, yeah, I already played this game or beat it, but I want to go back to it, and it's already installed. Some people like to do that shit. 
Um, it obviously still has the ability to expand it with the same uh, memory card thing that the X has, which, uh, which, to break that down further, the S is almost exactly the X, except with the smaller hard drive and the GPU dropped. The CPU is confirmed to be the exact same CPU that's in the X. It's clocked ever so slightly slower. I think 100 megahertz, maybe 200 megahertz, which would put it, from the CPU perspective, only 100 megahertz slower than the full-blown PS5 from a CPU side. The GPU is obviously significantly weaker than the PS5 or the X. But, again, for $299, and for most people still using a 1080p TV at home, it don't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It it really doesn't matter. Like the only time it's going to matter is probably on the next generation of these consoles. So like another 2 years down the road where you might start seeing games being developed and if you have a certain television that you want to play it on, then you might want to think about upgrading. Maybe. But I mean, look, this 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 is why the S is so good. The S, even though people think it's only good right now, the no. S is going to cover, and I'm not fucking with you, between 70 and 80% of the market for the next five years. That doesn't mean 70 or 80% will go that way, and we're going to get that to that point soon here as to why I think that, but the vast majority of the market that's into console gaming is going to be comfortable just picking up a Series S and calling it a fucking day. And just walking walking away from it. So, you get the same instant on, because it's the same CPU, same internal hard drive system, all that stuff that the X has that they talked up about, load times and all that shit, that's all there. You're really, quite literally, just sacrificing graphic quality in terms of resolution. Pretty much everything else is there. If not everything. And so, it, they made it simple. They didn't make it more complicated than that. It's like they put the, stat, the, the, the sheet for it. They're like, this is this. This is that. The GPU went down. And that's pre- basically the show. <sighs> Alright, what else can I say here? I've got, I got a lot of notes here. Um, it is also, and for some people this can be important, considerably smaller than the X. In fact, The Verge put up a picture... Comparing the NVIDIA's 28 or 3080 uh, GPU, the uh, the Series S and the Series X. The GPU is literally like the size of the fucking Series S. Um, it's way smaller. It's at least, it might even be less than half the depth of the X. And it looks like roughly half an inch to an inch shorter than the X. So it's a very tight, very small, compact system that's going to do... Games at max fidelity, 1080p to 1440p, 60, HDR, maybe even throw in some ray tracing, but you're probably going to drop to 1080 for that ray tracing. But again, people buying this console, not going to fucking care. Doesn't matter. And you're off to the races for $299 at launch. Crazy. Now, again, but wait, there's more. There's more. There is so much more. more. 
This next part is crazy. <laughs> this is the, the this next part is where they where I actually lost. I don't know. Like in my mind, I started losing how they were making money. I I started to try and come up with like how the fuck they're making money because my the first thing is four ninety nine for the X. Let's not let's not skip over that. I thought it was going to be five ninety nine easy based on the performance of that box. I'm not convinced that they're not taking a $50 loss on both of these fucking SKUs. Which tells me, unless they have the the world's craziest supply chain right now during the fucking pandemic to have these parts coming in super cheap to be cranking out a $4.99 and a $2.99 brand new off the line with no economy of scale yet systems... They're taking a fucking loss on both of those consoles, which tells me that they are even more, including the part I'm about to get to, even more confident that the Game Pass is where Microsoft is going to make all of their money in their gaming division full stop, period. Yeah. All of it. They give zero fucks about hardware, which is why they're not trying to push people to the Xbox and putting everything on the PC. They're putting shit out here to get games in people's hands, and more specifically, getting games in people's hands using the Game Pass. And this is how they're going to fucking do it. You can finance, and I use that word fucking loosely, finance the Series S or the Series X for $25 a month US or $35 a month US, respectively. With no money down, zero money down, and no interest. You literally just pay for this console across two years, and at the other side, in some, dude, in some regions, you save on the, I can't remember if it's the S or the X, you save $50 by financing it versus not. And that's because the financing isn't just about the console. Yes, it's already insane that for zero down, you could get an X for $35 a month for two years or the S for 25 That's already a good deal. No money down, no interest. But what if I fucking told you that you also get two years of Xbox Game Pass included in that price? That's insane. That, that on its own is $15 a month, which tells you that you're really financing the S <laughs> For ten dollars a month, <laughs> and the X for fifteen. Oh man! Or twenty, I should say. But wait, there's more. There's more. What if I told you that despite the fact that Game Pass already comes with two hundred games currently available, which includes backwards compatible titles on the 360 and Xbox that they put on that pass, plus anything over the next two years that they put out onto that fucking pass, you also now get EA Play, which is their subscription service, and the sixty titles plus anything over the next two years that they put out on that one for no more money. You get two fucking services plus a financed brand new console for $25 or $35 a month for two years. 
the uh, if you are a, a person that plays a lot of games, the amount of money that you could save by having this this as your option is actually insane. Yeah, you're not paying seventy to ninety dollars a month for a brand new game that just came out. If you're playing one game a month, you're paying twenty five or thirty five dollars a month for your console, all of the Xbox Game Pass catalog. And all of the EA Play catalog. Wild. And people still have the audacity to say, but where are the fucking games? And I'm at which point I'm just saying, just shut the fuck up, bro. This kid, <laughs> they are literally, I put a tweet out that said, Microsoft uh. to soon announce that, that Xbox Game Pass comes with no hassle, no te- pre-test, pre-screening healthcare, plus subsidized starter family homes in 2022. That's that's where the value is going with this shit. You cannot possibly beat that deal. No. I don't fucking care what exclusive Sony has. If you're only paying $25 a month, for the or or whatever yeah twenty five dollars a month for the S, you just go buy a fucking PS five and play it anyway. But Microsoft is gonna get your money, and if you fucking stonewall these bastards for twenty five or thirty five dollars a fucking month that some people are spending on lunch at the cafeteria in between fucking work hours in a day, you're fucking gonna stiff. Stiff arm Microsoft because you hate Microsoft so much and you want to say, where are the exclusives? I can just get this everywhere. You're fucking high. And I'm going to be quite frank with you, retarded. $25 to $35 a month for all of that is unprecedented, unmatched, and Sony has no outs. Sony right now, the reason why you didn't hear anything yesterday, I fucking promise you, why on the 25th anniversary of their fucking brand in North America, they had two tweets that were somewhere between a fart in the wind and a piss in the same wind is because they have nothing right now that sounds positive enough to go up against the news that Microsoft just dropped. They have to let it blow over a bit. They have to let everything calm the fuck down. And then they're going to come out and they're going to announce the Sony PS5 will sell for $499 and the PS5 discless for $449 or $429. Maybe they get real spicy and they, and they give the discless version with half the size hard drive for $399 just to close the gap between the X and the S from a price perspective. And then they come out and say, we have the games. They won't clarify that neither Sony or Microsoft have like any first-party titles worth playing for the first two years almost anyway, but they will say, we've got the games. Because that's all they've got right now. Which I know for some people means that they've already won, but bro, for $25 a fucking month or $35 a month with all those games and the Game Pass and EA Play, and I'm pretty sure somewhere in there includes a free fucking hand job if you want it. It doesn't matter if you've got Naughty Dog under your belt putting out one game in the next two years. It doesn't matter that you have 
of remastered Demon's Souls coming. It's a game from like 2005. It doesn't matter that you've got that shit. Because parents, in the middle of the fucking Rona, with no dollars and no cents, are coming up on Christmas time, and they see $25 a fucking month, and they go, Sign me up! I'm getting two! And they look at Sony's offering, and they go, $499 up front, no nothing, no anything, can't get any fucking games, gotta pay $70 a pop, and I can give my kid 260 games off the rip for 25? Nope! Santa Claus fucked up the order, Timmy, sorry! You got an Xbox! Good news! All three of your brothers get your own Xboxes. <laughs> no Don't fighting. Anymore. No, no fighting, fighting over it. None. Y'all get one. It's Oprah season. Just look underneath the bed. You get an Xbox. You get an Xbox. And you get an Xbox. And everybody gets game passes. <laughs> Yay! Bro, I saw an article that tried to find a real hard negative in this setup, and the best they came up with is, please be careful when you sign up to put your credit on the line, because if you miss a payment, it can damage your credit. And I'm not fucking with you, that was an actual, sizable chunk of an article trying to find an issue with this setup. Welcome to the world of financing. (laughs) I wonder, I wonder if you can finance this bitch. And then just pay it off whenever you want. Like, I wonder if you can put this on a two-year finance and then a month, two, three months down the road say, you know what, I'm just going to pay this off and then just pay it off. I don't know. Does it matter? Because you're not saving any money doing that. Because there's no interest. I I suppose you're right. (laughs) You got me there. I don't know. Bro, I don't even know if they got enough Xboxes to fucking deal with what's going to come with the demand. You know, they needed this. And this was like a play that none of us even really thought of. I mean, you can't... Who in the fuck would have? You can't even... Because again, I don't know how they're making money. Well, they're not, obviously. They're, they're, They're not making money on the consoles. They're making money on this fucking Game Pass... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how they're making money on the Game Pass. Well, what they're doing right now is is they're just doing like you know R and D right now. They're 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 getting people in. They're getting people hooked. They're gonna make this part of their life for two years. When 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 it's when you, when you got it and and you've already paid for it or it comes with something, you're gonna get used to the service. And then what's gonna happen, bro? In two years, mark my words. In two years, to the day. That Game Pass is going to go up in price. Oh, absolutely. It is going 100%. to go up. And not in any it's not going to double. Not in any small amount. It's going to go up. And people are going to go, I love my Game Pass. I'm going to pay it. It's it's like what Netflix has done. Netflix would go out and spend uh, $150 million on a movie for it to get made. Yeah. And is that movie going to make $150 million? No. But what it's doing is it's keeping people on the platform wanting to uh, watch whatever new is coming. 
And when you know that more stuff is being added, you're just going to keep the service. That that's what they're doing, uh, and they're I, I, that's that's really all you can think. Of. That's all I can think of now because they're not making money off consoles. It's it's not happening. At most, they're break even. And but At here's most. and here's the thing. Here's the craziest thing about Game Pass is that so long as that there was one video game a month being released that you wanted to play that was coming to Game Pass, it's Game worth. Pass could literally cost. $49 a month, which it never will. Yeah. I promise no. you it will never get that high. But no. it could cost $49 a month, and it would still be valuable to basically anyone playing and beating one video game a month. Yeah. I can see I can see the Game Pass going up to $29.99 a month. I think that's its absolute fucking ceiling yeah. is $29 a month. I think it, it goes... To nineteen ninety nine in two years from fifteen, so it's fourteen ninety nine now. I think, I think, I think they bumped to nineteen ninety nine after think, the end. I think that's a minimum. I, I think it could be twenty four ninety nine. Um, twenty nine ninety nine is a bit of a it's a bit of a steep thing unless they start announcing like, hey, you know, um, you can unlock one AAA title a month, or you know, or on your Game Pass. Um, we're, we're giving you three AAA titles that you can unlock, uh, within a year. So you pick and choose which ones that you want to unlock. That's the only way I can think of to get like a $29.99 a month, um, commitment because then you could just pick and choose. Like say, if there's two AAA titles you don't like, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to waste my credit. Be like an audible credit. I don't want to waste my AAA credit on that, but uh very similar to um audible um you can you can hold on to those credits save them up so maybe there's two three games bang 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 that you want to that you want to get you can use those up uh who knows but the deal right now is insane i'm not going to lie and i'm not just saying this to jump on cuz we get fucking shitted on for shitting on microsoft or whatever i'm I am no joke. Like I'm buying my PlayStation. I'm just a PlayStation guy. And the reality is, is they do have the games. I mean, I don't care. Uh, and I know, yeah, that's an argument. Um, but it, there is just facts to it. Like they just got a better catalog for me. Um, even though there isn't anything spectacular coming out, you know, day one for either. The catalog console, really. will be good in three a years, years almost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to buy a PlayStation for the sake of buying a PlayStation. I'm just going to have it. But yeah. what I will, but what I will say, and I'm going to say it right now, I'm going to, and I'm, and I mean it, I'm buying an Xbox X and I'm buying one day one. And the reason why I'm buying it at $299, I have to just reward this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have to, I have to just uh, reward them for, for how making, how accessible the console is for the masses. And this is great for people that only plan to buy a PlayStation. Some people will be able to go, you know what? I'm willing to actually own both. Maybe I have friends that are just going to buy the Xbox. I can afford to buy one. And the off chance that I want to play with my buddies or a, a, a AAA title, an exclusive comes the Xbox down the road. 
that I want to that I want to play, uh, I can just I can buy that now. It isn't a big a big a pill to swallow as dropping another five hundred US on a on a console that you're not going to use as your main squeeze. So that hits a demographic for me. You know, not everybody's in that position, but for me, I'm going to own both. All right, I need to. Cl- I I agree with you. I think you're not. I don't think you're. I don't think you're in as you know. That's still a pretty big demographic. There's a fair amount of people that will end up owning both of these for sure. But here's the thing. Yeah, well, XCloud is part of it, but it's it's so they're not they're not talking up XCloud for a reason. It's good, and it will get better, and it'll be part of it. But all right, I have to clear some shit up because we had people talking to chat about this for a while. There's some misinformation. We got to clear this shit up right now. On the PC, because it's still been in beta until, and which is, this is actually changing if you look it up, I think, in, uh, in the not-too-distant future, um, uh, within the month, or even less. Xbox Game Pass on the PC is like $7.99, I think, or just Game Pass is $7.99 a month on PC, for just the, the PC-specific one. That's changing and going up to $10 a month. If you already own a gaming PC that is capable of doing what the S or the X can do, then obviously what they're offering here is not for you. Because you already have something that does what either of those do, uh, do, plus have access to Game Pass, which you're still giving Microsoft your money, which is what they are doing all of this for in the first place. They're spread. They're they're hitting the widest demographic they can, and so the only thing that you could do as a comparison point right now would be comparing buying an S or an X outright, and then buying Game Pass Ultimate when it's on sale, which happens occasionally, to save the the dollars and cents here and there. Which, another again, a website has already done... I can't remember which website it is off top, man. They've already done all this. It might have been Eurogamer. I can't remember. And, sorry, my right nose... My, the change of the seasons has happened. My right nose has been friggin' making me want to sneeze friggin' two days now. The, the difference is, like, maybe 50 bucks. I think. If you, maxim, if you absolutely maximized it by buying a console... I think it was the S, if I'm not mistaken. And then you, like... Or the the X, and then you like maximize your Game Pass. Look, Microsoft is not trying to dick you here. Microsoft is is making this about the easiest financing and the easiest access point for the most people possible. There is no hidden shit. There is no fucking Houdini magic mathematical whatever going on here. It's literally if you are in the market for a video game console because you don't already fucking own a gaming PC. We all know, you big dick motherfuckers out there. Yeah, I got a fucking gaming PC and I can play fucking trillions of games for zero dollars and zero fucking cents. We know. It ain't for you. And the PlayStation would be for you insofar as that you want to spend $500 in tax up front and then wait either for buying that console or waiting and playing the fucking five exclusives over its life cycle that it will have that Xbox doesn't. That's... That's as complicated as it gets for you, if you're even interested in that shit. But you're not the market. PC gamers have this fucking weird headspace where they think that because they have 
a PC that is capable of hanging with or beating consoles, that that's just the fucking norm. If you look up right now on Steam's database for the most common resolution, 1080p is still fucking manhandling everything by like 80% plus. The majority of the world isn't fucking rolling in money. They aren't literally bathing in Benjamins. So for $25 a month to get access to a console that can do more than, I'm going to tell you, more most of the PCs in this room right fucking now watching this podcast, because most PCs would still struggle to do 144060 on the market. Because you have to step into a 2070 before that mostly makes sense. <laughs> That's an enormous amount of value. And it covers way more of the market than you think it exists. So. So yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's, it's a big dick swing. It's a, it's an NVIDIA swing. It's a. You know, it's a game changer. And right now, Sony is frantically trying to figure out how they're going to combat this in some way, shape, or form. Um, is definitely going to hurt Sony's bottom line because one way or another, they're definitely dropping the price of their console. Even if it is 50 bucks, it's going down. Or they're going to be forced to add in services um, in in all of this. Uh, or they they're gonna take they're gonna take a hit. They're still gonna be the winner. Absolutely. They're still gonna win. They're Absolutely. still going to sell more copies. Hold, hold that thought right there, Drew. Do you're right. A PC is an Xbox because Microsoft is putting their first party titles on there. I fucking challenge you by the end of this podcast to build a PC that will do 1440p60 for two hundred and ninety nine dollars in tax. Go. God fucking speed. Moving on. Uh, we're still waiting for Sony to have their announcement. We don't know when that's going to happen. If it didn't happen yesterday, it's probably not going to happen until next week because they're not going to make a Friday announcement. Tuesday would be the fucking earliest. And if it's a big announcement, it'll be Tuesday or Thursday of next week is my guess. If they do a Friday announcement, it's because they want the news buried. That's just the way how news fucking works. Uh, and so we'll wait and see. Uh, but I, I would be shocked if it isn't $4.99 and then the discless version isn't $4.49 or $4.29. And if they dig in, dig in deep, and I promise you they haven't slept since the Xbox and uh, price got announced. They have yeah. been trying to figure out if it's $3.99 for the discless version, $4.29 or $4.49. Those yeah. three price points. Yeah. They have been battling. And they might have even, at some point, Susan, at the end of the fucking executive table, might have stood up and said, Hey, how about we do the, the PS5 full-on for $3.99 and split the difference between the X and the S? Somebody definitely fucking suggested that shit. They have fielded the idea. I don't think that's going to happen, but they definitely fucking fielded the idea. I cannot wait to hear what the pricing is going to be. For the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 discless. We're going to have to wait and find out. We'll find out soon. Uh, next up, we have Call of Duty Cold War, which was shown off. There was a bunch. They had a little event there. There was a bunch of uh, content creators, streamers, and whatnot that they had brought on to uh, to play some of the game. The multiplayer showed that off. Um, it looked like Call of Duty, Jeff. It's more Call of Duty. 
And, and like, not even, like, it didn't look, like, graphically more impressive. It didn't look like they were adding a heck of a lot going on from what I saw. Uh, I saw some swimming. That happened. In multiplayer. So there was a, a aquatic Call of Duty access. Otherwise, it was Call of Duty. Um, so for those who are excited about Call of Duty, congratulations. There's more Call of Duty. And Zombies is back, yes. Which lots of people are rabid zombie fans. Zombie mode for Call of Duty is massive. So they're mm-hmm. probably uh, very excited about that. Uh, next up, we had Hyrule Warriors. Age of Calamity was announced by uh, Nintendo here the other day, coming out for November 20th of this year. It takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild. So this is a, another one in the line of the Hyrule Warriors. I think they've only, I think they just had the one before. Um, it's basically like uh, Dynasty Warriors, but painted Zelda. Um, the original was pretty good. It's pretty fun. Uh, you know, they're, they're just hack and slash, whatever the fuck, but you know, they're, they're, they can be a pretty good time to just, you know, for people who like to collect and unlock shit and just spam buttons to, to victory, uh, they can be a pretty good time. So you can look forward to more of that. My, the, the biggest downside to that is that, uh, because there's so much happening on screen at once, the frame rate is some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that game gets down into the fucking tens, um, like slideshow for real so if the new switch that's coming next year can make this game not run so bad that would be a big benefit for sure but that's many months after november so take that for what you will uh next up there's a rumor going around right now that ninja gaiden a ninja gaiden trilogy may be showing up on ps4 and the switch not a new one necessarily but a package deal of three previously released Ninja Gaiden games. The rumored ones that they are uh, saying might be coming are Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, the latter of which was the only one to show up, I think, on a Nintendo console, and that was on the Wii U, if I'm not mistaken. And so, um, people relatively jacked about that. Ninja Gaiden's a pretty popular series. We haven't seen much of it. Um... For a while, it's giant anime ninja titties and Ryu uh, fucking people up with terrible camera angles. If I had to say three things about Ninja Gaiden, that is literally the top three. Anime ninja titties, Ryu fucking dudes up, and bad camera angles. That's like the, tr- the holy trinity of, uh, of Ninja Gaiden. Uh, it is, yeah, so it's slated, or, or they're saying that it would be slated to be released... PS4 and Switch in March of 2021 and for $40, which is not a bad deal. If you're a Ninja Gaiden fan and you're looking to, you know, grab all three of them and maybe you haven't played one of them, and I'm going to guess that for some people on the PlayStation side, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to perhaps play uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, 40 bucks, not a bad ask. Now, whether or not they're doing anything to those games or if they're just slamming them together into a package, throwing them out the door, I don't know yet. Uh, that information might be flowing around out there. I didn't see anything uh, about it. Have you played any of the more modern Ninja Gaidens? No. no, just the really old ones. I've got them for like Nintendo. Mm. Like I played those old ones, but uh, nothing, nothing real uh, like recent. OG Ninja Gaiden, um, tough game, fucks you up. Yeah. In fact, most of the Ninja Gaidens, new or old, fuck you up. Uh, I remember buying Ninja Gaiden 
black for the Xbox, the original Xbox. And beating that game was like Dark Souls before Dark Souls. Mostly, again, because of the camera. The camera was fucking atrocious. I mean, you were fighting the camera more than you were fighting the enemies. 90% of the time. Um, but, uh, but that game was great. Graphically looked, I remember being blown away by how it looked visually. All the Ninja Gaiden games always tended to look really good. Um, they were just really solid games. Uh, and, uh, it would be nice to see maybe, uh, another new one. This is what I always expect, is when we see a trilogy or a, a, a trio of games like this announced, that on the back of that, building, you know, not necessarily hype, but getting the name back out there, they're gonna say, hey, there's a new Ninja Gaiden game coming. Mm. And I suspect that's probably going to be... That was my door, not yours. You're good. <laughs> if okay. you heard that. I was, like, heard... I was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was just M coming out of the workout room. Uh, yeah. So you can look forward to that for all of you Ninja Gaiden fans. And lastly, uh, Ubisoft, which was in the midst of a live event right as we were starting up the podcast. I think it actually was the exact hour that we started up. Um... Uh, well, we can talk more about that stuff next week, because uh, I, I didn't get a chance to actually, like, sit down and look. I know Foxy has been sending me the highlights of it on Discord, but, um, uh, but, uh, I mean, I don't know any more than just, like, what he's saying yeah, in terms of the games. we can talk about it next week. So we I can mean, talk about it next week. Uh, but what I can say is that leading up to this, Ubisoft decided... <laughs> <laughs> She's like fucking Mission Impossible side, like, like doing this along the fucking TV, trying not to show up on camera right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> trying so hard. Uh, saying that before leading up to this event, saying that Skull and Bones, Beyond Good and Evil Two, and two other mystery games, which by the way I forgot Beyond Good and Evil Two was even still happening, which is kind of the story of that entire game, uh, to be honest are all quadruple A. They're hopping on the Microsoft bandwagon. Come and on, bro. They're saying that not only do they also agree that some games are quadruple A, but they, as an individual developer, have four bangers in the fucking mix that are oh, yeah. quadruple A. Oh. Oh, man. Ooh, baby. Two mystery games. I wonder what those are. Ooh. I can tell you what it's not. It's Perfect not dark. It's, I, can tell, <laughs> I, I can tell you it's not Splinter Cell. They'll put Sam Fisher in literally every other game before they make a new Splinter Cell. So it's probably not a Splinter Cell. But yeah, AAA games, not enough. We got quadruple A's now. And Ubisoft apparently banging out four of them. Beyond Good and Evil doesn't need to be a quadruple A game, Jeff. Beyond Good and Evil 2 just needs to release. <laughs> yes. That's the benchmark for them right now with that game. Yeah. It's been stuck in purgatory for basically the length of time that Duke Nukem Forever was. And they're out here now trying to push that game as a quadruple A title. Nah. Just get across the finish line. Dude, what the fuck, man? Are we really? Is this is this the new thing that that gaming now is gonna is gonna try and sell us? Quadruple A. Yes, apparently. Apparently, that's the thing. Wow. Either way, that's all we got for gaming news, Mister Black. Mm. Uh, are you ready 
for... Oh, here, I'll slide this in because I didn't say at the beginning of the, of the cast. My week, same old same, except I played two days of League of Legends ranked. Hmm. Um, I haven't played, I haven't played in four years, basically. And, uh, I can say this, I still enjoy the game. The community has not changed. No. Even though there are new players, it's like that game attracts a very specific brand of idiot that makes me fear for the future of the world. But the game is still fun. I also placed in bronze for the first time in my life. Because mm. I only won one in ten games because, and I have video record of this, and even the people I was playing with were going, I don't know who you fucked over at Riot, but these are the worst teams I've ever seen. And so now I'm climbing out of bronze. So nice. That's, so that's a fun time. Hell but you yeah. know what else is fun, Mr. Black? What? Selling out. I've got a problem, Jeff. What, what, what's your problem, Adam? Now that I'm playing League of Legends... Okay. There are some things that I need to make happen as soon as a game starts up. Because if you don't, you're in for a bad time. Okay. So I need some options here. It's, it, it's too slow, and, it, and it's, too, it's too obtrusive to hold tab and have the screen show up and have to like manually mute everyone's chat and then mute their pings and then mute their emotes. Because that's three different things. That's how the granularity is now. Yeah. In League of Legends. It's too yeah. granular. What's more, yeah. I want to be able to emote as well, but I don't want to have to use short... I don't want to slash dance. I just want to press one button and slash dance. Is there something that you could do to make my life easier, muting the toxicity and dancing like nobody is watching, Jeff? I, I can, and it, it's it's called it's called the Stream Deck. Okay. It's, I got one right here. My cord won't go any further, all right? What but size should called- I get? Well, this one, you know what? If you're playing just League of Legends, yeah, all right, just get a just get a mini. That's all you need in your life is a mini. All right, you know why? Because even though a mini might only be you know this big, once you click a button, you can open up a folder for more buttons again. It's an infinite button maker. So if you want to do some emotes. And you want to do a little dance or you want to show off your, your little badge over your head. Mm. You can go ahead and hotkey right on to your stream deck so that all you have to do is click a button. You can spam that button if you want to be that 10-year-old in League of Legends that just wants to annoy everybody. You, can, you have that option. You have that option. Mr. Black, what if, what if on you know every single game it's like my mother's being dishonored in some way shape or form is it possible to have baked in responses to have a catalog so that i don't repeat myself you know if i'm going to respond to these children i want to at least have some variety because it's the spice of life can i can i have can i have predetermined responses for every time somebody tells me that my mother fucks various objects yes Yes, you can. Okay. You can just you can just hotkey your way through and just say, you know, um, um, no, she does not do those <laughs> things to those objects, but thank you for asking. Um, you could also have a hotkey where you're just like come down bottom. All you're you're never bottom. I told you our lane is going to get fucked if you don't come down bot. But yet you know, you just 
found a Master Yi on YouTube that is really, really good at soloing a whole game and just being a hero, and you thought that you could replicate it in bronze. The answer is no. So you could just have a button, you click that button, and it could just ping. Bot, 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 bing, 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 bot, bing, bing, bot, bing, bing. And don't forget when you play League of Legends, you don't need a stream deck to do this. Just mute everybody. (laughs) Just mute everybody and just focus on your game and try and have fun. And if you really, really want to spice things up, you can go ahead and pick up an Elgato Wave microphone. Mm, So you can talk to them one-on-one like a bad Dr. Phil session. Exactly. And you can coach them because in order to actually talk to teammates in League of Legends, you must be a registered psychiatrist and you have to be able to sit down and tell them you're doing okay when they're not. You need to tell them they're doing okay when they're doing okay. You need to just be able to reach them on a personal level and let them know that you care about them and stroke their egos. You can do that with the Elgato Wave products. Link is in the description below. Mr. Black, what if I wanted to do that, but I wanted to do it looking like I was also physically in the rift? Mm. So you could get yourself an Elgato green screen, mm. a key light to make sure the lighting is perfect so your green screen just looks seamless. So you're literally in the rift. And then you can use your stream deck to do all your pinging and dancing and raging and play that music that you know maybe there's a certain song that just gets you amped up it's a click of a button you don't even need to alt tab out and do all kinds of other things just click the button now mr black what happens when i've already maxed out my skills on the north american side of league of legends because as we all know north america is the absolute worst at League of Legends. We're going to ignore the fact that TSM is going to Worlds just for this gag. But it's the worst. We all know t- we all know that North America is the worst. I want to brush up my skills where the big boys play. I want to go to Europe. Can you help Ooh. me? Yeah. I mean, you could use a, a VPN by the name of NordVPN. Mm. You can use that promo code OTT and get 68% off on a tier term plus a bonus month for free. Not only that, 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you've had enough getting pounded in the European servers, well, you should probably stay on there. You probably (laughs) should stay on the European servers because (laughs) going back to NA, not a good life choice. All right? Plus, your whole family could be playing League of Legends, up to six of you simultaneously on European servers, even though you're not from Europe. By just a click of a button... You can go from Europe, you can go on Chinese servers, you can go on uh, whatever servers you want. When you use NordVPN Plus, while you're using NordVPN, you can stay safe and anonymous because a lot of these raging 10-year-olds are probably coming for your personal data when they, uh, when they rage and lose, and they're going to blame you. So stay safe. Get yourself a VPN. Say, no, 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 not my IP address. I'm some random Joe Schmote in Sweden. And there isn't a chance you find in my stuff. Not only that, servers are fast. 
You can game on them. So go out, pick up NordVPN. They are a big sponsor of the stream. Support them. We're going to be with them at least till the end of the year. That's so right. We're going to be we're going to be a little while. So go ahead, show them some love. Link is in the description below of the sponsors. And don't forget to go to patreon.com slash lag TV and throw your wallet at the screen. It's just that simple. It's that easy. Hit the like button and comment on YouTube. This is just your reminder. If you've made it this far and you started the moment that I posted it, you're already 12 minutes late. So next time, get it in a little faster. If you know what I mean. Mr. Black, you know what time it is. Movies and TV. As it turns out, Mr. Black, COVID-19 is still a thing. Who would have thought it? And uh, as it is still a thing, unfortunately, Robert Pattinson almost immediately upon resuming filming for The Batman tested positive for COVID-19 and they had to stop. That happened. Who would have fucking thought? Uh, that sucks. Uh, I, I have not heard any updates on his condition. If if he has a severe version or if he's got you know something else going on. Uh, yeah, I I I would imagine he's young, he's healthy. Um, yeah, I don't want to assume anything, but my guess is is they'll probably start production again at the beginning of October. Um. And then everything will be fine. But it definitely slows things down a bit. And uh, who knows if he spread it to anybody else, um, especially the higher ups, because, you know, he's going to be around the people that I don't want to say the people that really matter because everybody matters in a movie set. But like the the bigger heads, you know, yeah. Uh, and, you know, if some of those people get sick, it might slow it down even more. So hopefully uh, nothing spread around too much and, uh, you know, they can get back to filming sooner than later. Uh, did you see this? What did I, what did I miss? I posted this in, in Twitter. Okay. If you didn't see this, <laughs> got to uh, watch it. All right, hold on. Let me, let me see. Oh, is this something that we have to like simultaneously watch or am I just like checking this you could out? Just, you could just watch it. You can just, it's very, very, it's very, very quick. It's 40 seconds. All right. One sec here. One sec here. that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Please no. 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 <laughs> no. No. Daisy Ridley was supposed to be Ray Kenobi, then Ray Nobody. That's an actual th- Ray Nobody. I'm going to say it one more time. Mm. Ray Nobody. Then Ray Palpatine in the worst planned and written trilogy in the history of cinema. Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson, and J.J. Abrams' everyday more proof is surfacing on how you blew it. Um, Not that we needed more proof, but Fuck a Kathleen Kennedy. Fuck a Ryan Johnson. Fuck a J.J. Abrams. Fuck them all. 
Fuck them all. There's not me. What? Ray? Nobody? It just what it what it was, and and uh, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Mark Hamill, they're all starting to speak out. I mean, uh, John, John Boyega, Boyega has officially uh, hit the zero fuckso meter. Well, by a while ago, Daisy Ridley is there too because Disney did Daisy Ridley bad, dirty. I mean, yeah. they, they you know she was the face of all this. Um, essentially, for I don't know if anybody everybody could hear that on your end, but um. Uh, essentially what Daisy Ridley was saying is there was no, there was no plan. Disney had no idea what they were doing, where they were going with the series before the series made, they had force uh, the force awakens. And then they handed it over to Ryan Johnson. Uh, he, he did his own thing. Uh, and then they handed it over to JJ and then he did his own thing again uh, and they had no real script, no real direction. Uh, Daisy Ridley was told she could have been this, and then it was this, and then it was like, no, actually, it's not that anymore. And then it was like, okay, now it's this, and now it's like, well, actually, no, now you're a nobody, now you're this. No, wait, scratch that. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, we're going to do that. It's bad. We all kind of knew this, but now... You know, hearing it from the star, and you could tell by her attitude and her demeanor about this. She she's not happy about it. Um, she she's probably tired of being blamed for some of this, even though it's not her fault. Uh, it's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. They mm. took <laughs> they took the Star Wars franchise and shit all over and it. Fucked it hard. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because that was interesting. But, you know, it doesn't matter because they all made north of a billion, which means for everyone else involved at the top, it was a success. And nothing will convince them otherwise because they made over a billion dollars each, even though I could have written the scripts and they would have made over a billion dollars each because it's fucking Star Wars. But my God. Again, I just feel the worst. I feel the worst for... Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, even though Harrison probably doesn't give a fuck. And um, I don't feel bad for Harrison Ford because he actually gives zero fucks. He made yeah. money. I feel bad for Mark Hamill, who's specifically you know, like the most. He's pretty hardcore about it. And I feel bad for the cast, like just yeah. you know, almost everybody, because it's not it's not yeah. their fault. You know, they had a job and they went out and did what they were told, and they did a phenomenal job with what they were given how are you gonna take uh, a fucking storied fucking franchise like that and then disrespect it so fucking hard how are you gonna fucking do that and they continue to do it they did it there's they they haven't stopped they're still making star wars shit star wars properties yeah we're getting more news about the mandalorian season two I don't even care about the Mandalorian. To be honest with you, does anyone fucking my... care about the Mandalorian? Yeah, they they do, but it's 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 because it's very very casual. It's 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 like um, it, it, I, I find that the show that show isn't really made for hardcore Star Wars fans. Um, I think it's just like enough Star Wars mixed in with whatever the fuck is popular these days with a cute little fucking Yoda baby, and that's pretty much it. Without that Yoda baby, they're really I'd I don't dead. see any redeeming quality about the show whatsoever hell the main character who's an incredible actor 
You don't even fucking see his face. And it wasn't even him in the fucking suit. Not even him because they don't want to pay him what he's worth. Yep. So anyway, anywho, Disney. What's next? Speaking of Disney, Mulan. How was it? Did you see it yet? I didn't watch it yet. No. All right. Don't. Okay. Or at the very least, wait wait for it to be free. I took the bullet for you because Em really wanted to watch it. I tried to convince her otherwise, but she said, no, 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 I want to watch it. So I said, okay. Uh, Mulan is a four out of ten on the absolute best of days. And it is a four out of ten by the good graces of a handful of almost passably interesting scenes from a visual perspective, most of which include Donnie Yen. For everything else, it's a dumpster fire. No jokes land. In fact, they do worse than not land. They're painfully obvious in their cookie-cutter-isms to the point where it's not even Disney funny. It's not funny at any at any level. And in fact, there is no Disney magic to be found anywhere in this movie except for the ending credits. And I don't mean that just because the movie fucking finally ends and you're happy about it. But they play one of the two leading songs that you never fucking hear anywhere else, basically, except for a brief moment in the movie. It's the, um... It's not Man Out of You, it's the, uh, When Will My Reflection Show song, the fucking, that one. Mm-hmm. But it's just the orchestral off in the background. And they had the audacity to put that shit in there with literally zero of anything else from the original movie basically gracing the screen, giving you the tingliest of blue balls that at any point in time, this was going to turn into a redemption arc of a movie that you could actually almost get behind. It's not. It's bad. The locales are bad. The editing is some of the worst editing I've seen in a movie that I've watched in arguably the last 10 years. And I'm not saying that because I hate this movie. I'm saying that because it's a reality and anyone that watches it and knows film, when they see the editing, they're going to want to fucking vomit in their mouth three or four fucking thousand times during this movie. The plot is all over the place. There's two actors in it that actually do well, and they're actors that you probably already know and know from Western movies that you've seen in the past, and they save a shitty script with tropey bullshit that's bordering on the racist that is obviously written by a white person at Disney trying to, pe- trying to pander to a market in China that turned around and with 42,000 plus votes in the first 24 hours said, hey, your movie fucking blows. And then they didn't just rate it, but they're like writing comments and being very specific about how it feels like some Westerner wrote a movie that they thought was like Chinese shit. It's like, oh, my honor and my dignity and my place in the household and my this and my that and my, oh my God. And it's like just, and then, and then as far as the combat goes, if you liked Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but then also didn't want that formula of kung fu movie to evolve in the last 20 years. It's that 
but then cut that in half, and that's what you can expect. Rip. Damn. Going in on this bitch. It's a bad, bad movie that does... Not only does it not do any justice to the original Mulan, which is arguably one of Disney's best movies that they ever fucking made, but it also disrespects it at the same time. So they don't even do the do it the service of not pissing on it and but shitting say, on it. They didn't handle it with honor. <sighs> they they brought they they brought great dishonor upon their family. their family, their house. Their nation, which is a line in that fucking movie, at least on two occasions. Um, fuck, dude. Fuck. All right. It's bad. And it's another reason why, um, it's another reason why I, I have zero faith in Disney for basically anything anymore. I don't think there's any Disney left in Disney. I think Disney... Is done. Remember, remember when I saw that trailer and I said that shit looks like dog doo doo dong butter. Yeah, I was holding out because they had the song there, and I was like, they can't. Because for me, my argument was, how can they possibly fuck a softball like this up so hard? They're making a movie for the Chinese market with Mulan. It's free real estate. It's as yeah. free real estate as you could possibly get. You showed up, and there's an entire chunk of Hawaii on the water with pristine beaches. And they said, they looked at you and they said, Guess what? You got here first. It's free real estate. And you took it. That's how fucking easy it is. And they couldn't even hit a Mulan remake for the Chinese market, not even to get to first base. They went for a bunt and they missed. They couldn't even walk that bitch out. Mm. Rip. So Mulan, don't buy it. For God's sake, don't buy it. Watch it if you must in three months when it's out. But that's about it. The Dune trailer, Jeff, I have it listed there. I haven't seen it yet. Have you? Uh, I did. You did. What did you think? I watched it. I watched it twice. Oh. Um What did you think? I haven't watched it yet, but what'd you think? Uh I, I think it I think it looks pretty. It's got an amazing cast. The cast is pretty insane. Uh I mean if you want to watch it, we can watch it. Uh oh, sure. All right, we can do that real quick. I got I got the setup for it here just in case. You guys are gonna see the uh starting screen here for a moment on the video. As I pull this bad boy up, I put that here somewhere. There it is. All right. Got some volume. And we get over here. And this is where we we, uh, officially get uh, ads for whoever owns Dune for this entire podcast video. So enjoy this, ladies and gentlemen. You ready to go? Uh, Yeah, I'm ready. All right. And three, two. One, go. Ah, Warner Media. Congratulations for getting the 15 cents off of this podcast video on YouTube. There's something happening to me. There's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. What did you see? There's a crusade coming. 
Do you often dream things that happen just as you dream them? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box, and you die. What's in the box? Pain. I mean, too much power. Okay. You've proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. Oh yeah. Rules an entire planet. He's losing it. He's getting a richer one. He'll lose that one too. Arrakis is a death trap. Oh, yeah. They've got all sorts of people in this movie. What the fuck? They just keep coming. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? I know you. They've got damn near everyone in this movie. All of civilization depends on it. The future. I can see it. Dave Bautista playing Dave Bautista. I must not fear. Aquaman playing the literal opposite of Aquaman. Desert Man. Fear is the mind killer. My Lord Duke. Where the fear is gone, only I will remain. Go, go, go! Oh no. Ah, yes. The giant sandworm. Let's just stop. Go be. I gotta go back here to get this 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 cast list they had here. Oh my lord! I mean, just the ones that most people would probably at least know the names off the top of their head with uh, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, one of the Skarsgård brothers, Stone Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, um, Zendaya's in here. Uh, fucking Jason Tons of Momoa. Josh in there. Uh, just everyone. Everybody's in there. So. Anyway, it looks um, it looks it it looks like a great sci-fi. Um, I've never read the book, so um, neither I, have I. And I'm a I'm a I like sci-fi, but I never brought myself to reading it because they 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 the Dune books do lean like pretty heavy political, and um, that's just not been my brand of sci-fi. But I do want to read them at some point for sure. Yeah. Um, I like, I like it visually. It's not the, the style of sci-fi that we've been getting here for quite some time. It's different. It seems, uh, it seems like it's sci-fi, but it seems like it's taking itself the right amount of seriously, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's like, it's almost like, uh, 
they're not trying to play this for a bunch of kids in any capacity. It seems adult, I guess is the word yeah. I'd be looking for. Yeah, it 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 almost seems too adult, uh, and I say that in a like in the best possible way. Like it, it, it looks like this movie is created for me. Um, like yeah. I get into these types of things, and I just don't know how much of a mass appeal uh, Dune is going to have in terms of like box office or um, just everyday moviegoers wanting to go and see this because it just does look heavy. Like it looks like there's just a lot going on. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't see like there's nothing in that trailer that stands out to me uh, of of like, dude, I, you know, uh, like an everyday moviegoer going, man, I can't wait to see what happens here <laughs> uh, or whatever. It's it's even the music choice. Like it's very it's it's it seems like they know their 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 demographic and they're going after that demographic and not really giving a fuck about the masses. You know, which what, it, you know I, what it looks I, like I, to me? Is that it looks like it looks like the sci-fi Lord of the Rings, but with even less mass appeal than they tried to work into the Lord of the Rings original trilogy. Yeah, um, yeah. is what it looks like to me. That's a good. That's a good. And uh, I wouldn't be upset if that's what they did because they stuck pretty close to the books, give or take. In Lord of the Rings, they 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 pleased most of the fans with that, and and managed to convert it into a move into a movie trilogy that I still think is probably. From a trilogy perspective, the greatest movie trilogy of all time is the Lord of the Rings. Um, so if they if they can if they can capture that in Dune, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, even if it doesn't have mass appeal, I'm sure it will still do big numbers and draw a lot of people and do very well. I feel like I feel like if the first movie does really well but not quite as well as they want, you're gonna see more action-y trailer type stuff for the second one and trying to amp it up a bit to get a little bit more yeah. people in, involved that don't give a fuck about the politics of it all and they just want to see shit get fucked up, then you, you might see a little bit more of that in the second one. But this first one looks like they're going to try and be as accurate to the source material as they can be within reason and still make a compelling uh, film, which, you know, it's Dune. I can't imagine it would be that difficult Dune is literally like the sci-fi version of the Lord of the Rings as well. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the show. Um, yeah, just like, just like the Lord of the Rings, like, like Jedi is saying, it's super, like, uh, Dune is a massive series. And to try and get it into, into three, even three films, <sighs> excuse me, even to get it, <sighs> always comes in twos, even to get it into three films would be an undertaking. So, um, we'll yeah, see, we'll see, we'll see how they do it. We'll see how they do. I actually just last night, speaking of Lord of the Rings last night, night before, um, oh my goodness, my right nostril is going to drive me fucking batshit. Um, I just got caught in a loop of reading Lord of the Rings lore mm. when I was laying in bed. I just, I can't even remember what spurred it on, like, what I saw that, like, triggered it that I was like, hmm, I wonder, I want to know what the answer to this is, like, within the lore, the lore of the Lord of the Rings. And, um, and then I just went on a rabbit hole, and I was just fucking lost down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia fucking Lord of the Rings lore, and every time I do that, which happens once in a blue moon, 
I, I am more and more convinced that, that Tolkien was arguably the greatest fucking... I, I, I don't think anyone's... People will compare Wheel of Time um, to The Lord of the Rings. I don't, think, I don't even think you can compare those two. I think Tolkien fucking basically has the greatest fantasy series in the history of literature, and I don't think anyone's going to top that anytime uh, soon. The, pretty amazing. The fact that one man came up with that much shit and did it coherently yeah. is nuts. It's crazy. The Wheel of Time had to be handed off to somebody else to finish. I think it was Sanderson they could have handed off to, maybe, or was that the original? I can't remember now, but... But Tolkien was just like, fucking, my God, that dude was like, I don't know if he was on drugs, or if he slept, or a combination of both not happening or happening. Um, my God, it's it's absolutely bonkers, and it's all awesome. I'm going to probably end up having to watch more Lord of the Rings movies again. Every time I talk about it, I just, I just want to watch them. And they have aged like oh, fine well. wine. Yeah. Because they did so much practical effects instead of relying on visual effects all the time that none of it really looks old. And then you look at when the original movies came out and you're like, Ex- fucking what? <laughs> Excuse me? Because they really don't look that old. Um, yeah, so there you go. Either way. That's all we got for that. Which means it's now time to move on to Tech Support! Every week, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash lag TV. It's where you want to go if you want to financially help support this podcast. You guys have been showing up and doing big things for us for a long time, and we're continuing to try and work our way towards that goal of doing a series of Jeff and I going back, reminiscing, watching old lag TV uh, uh, videos. Uh, We hit that Patreon goal. Where are we at right now? How close are we at? I, I haven't checked it in like two weeks. Your phone looks massive. I mean, it's a Note 9, so it is massive. We are two Patreons away from 350. We're at 2229. Boom! So, guys, you know, guys, I I know we plugged this shit, but you guys have still been supporting this. Nonstop. The fact fact that we're still bringing in $2,000 a month uh, after three years is pretty fucking awesome, guys. So thank you so much, because we make fuck all on youtube yeah uh literally zero um it 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 pays for our our uh website stuff that we need for rss or whatever the the subscription basically youtube pays for for the you know for our yeah our our delivery of the podcast and that's the show thank you uh everybody that's that's showing up and showing love man and keeping this thing going because we we like doing this it's a nice break for us too like once a week to hang out and like actually chill with each other and talk shit and you know it's nice so it breaks it up and you guys have been continuing to enjoy it as well and and that makes us happy oh i didn't call my internet provider i totally forgot oh shit well we can bro i'm gonna what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put it on my phone as a as an uh, as an alarm yeah and then tomorrow i'm gonna call and get some uh try and see how much money i can save i totally forgot about that speaking Uh, about that um they tried to bill me for another quote-unquote missing tv box for the second time in the last calendar year all right there we go which is a 345 dollar charge ah 
And I, uh, I didn't, and it actually had happened twice in the last month. Cause what happened was last month, I knew that I had missed a month in my billing. Um, I like lost the bill on my desk somewhere or some shit. So I forgot about it. So I was paying off. I knew I was paying two months. And so that should have been like, um, 580 or something like that. Cause we have like a second phone line and a bunch of other shit here in the house. So, um, but I call him up. And I was doing it right before, right before I was going to stream. I was just paying off uh, the bills or whatever for the month. And I called up to get my balance and it was like 900 and some dollars. And I was like, come again. And so I actually called back to hear the number again. And it was, well, I was right. It was 900 and something dollars. And I was like, all right, I don't have the time for this right now. I'll pay it. And then I'll go dispute it later. What ended up happening was. They had charged me for a missing box then, I had paid it, and then a couple days later, they recognized the error without me notifying them, they credited my account the 345, and then I went back in, um, to pay again here the other day, and they had another 345 on the same bill that they had credited the last 345 on. Great. And so I had another massive bill and I was like, that's physically impossible. So I called them up and we went through the whole thing and I was like, that ain't it. Take that shit off of there. And then I want my promotional period extended even longer, which it's hey. already, it's already November of next year. But I was like, I want it even longer. And she said, unfortunately, as much as we would do that right now, we literally are not allowed to do that because your, your promotional period is still so far out. But if you call a couple weeks before it ends... We'll work on something. We can work on it. I said, great. There you go. There you I'll, go. I'll mark that in my calendar. There you go. I'm sure you will. Hell yeah. Time to, and that's why I get paper bills nonstop. Because if I was just auto paying, oh, yeah, I'm out $345 twice in know. one year period. I wouldn't even notice it. I always get paper bills too. Yeah. No, fuck them. Uh, but yeah, patreon.com slash TV, $10 a month or more gets you access to, uh, a few things, including tech support, which is a post that I put up every week before the podcast where you can ask your questions and we do our best to answer said questions. Let's see what we've got this week. Will Hawkins hits us with, what do you like to put on a taco? Um, a little bit of lettuce. A little bit of uh, shredded cheese, some avocado, uh, and salsa. And that's pretty much it. That's the jam. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm assuming the base is ground the ground beef mix every time. So, yeah, obviously. Beef. Um, yeah, lettuce, some shredded lettuce, shredded cheese, um, some uh, either either guac. If I have guac, it's guac. If not, it's just avocado. Um, and then, yeah, either chopped up tomato or salsa, depending on how I'm feeling. Because sometimes I don't want the salsa, I just want tomato, vice versa. But yeah, about the same thing. And then, usually if I'm really going the full distance, a little sour cream to top it off. Uh... Let's see. Oh, Seth, with another uh, with related food food question. We've answered this before, I, I, I believe, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Or ask it anyway. Seth asks, "Do pineapples belong on a pizza?" 
I don't think they belong on a pizza, but I don't mind them on a pizza. I yeah. don't get angry. I will I will eat them. Uh, but do I think they belong there? Hell no, I don't. I don't think they belong on it. But again, it, it's it's the I, I call it the 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 free the free pizza paradox is that even if you don't like the pizza and you wouldn't order it yourself, if it comes free, like if you're at somebody's house and there's pizza laying out, yeah, you're gonna eat the fucking pizza. Oh, and the good thing about pineapples on a pizza, it's very easy to remove. So like you can just it's always on top. Bad, yeah, you can just plop those bad boys off and you're pineapple free. Yeah. Um Alexa asks, "What do you wish they taught you in school that they didn't?" Presumably, is I guess what that question's about. Uh Anything and everything personal finance. They literally avoid that shit like the plague. We're talking your taxes. We're talking buying your first house. Maybe uh, leasing your first car. What to expect. You know, that kind of shit. Uh, you know, what your credit credit rating. What, if, what makes it go up? What makes it go down? Um, you know, how to manage your money. Um, not on some crazy high level, but like how to like, you know. Basics. Don't fucking max out all of your credit cards and pay credit cards with other credit cards. It's not just magic money that fucking, like, appears out of nowhere. The basics would be good. I'm with you on that. Uh, would be good. Um, Doctors, this is a joke, but Dr. Samurai said, I just submitted a StarCraft video to D2D Gamer. When will it be casted? <laughs> It'll be casted right after we stop selling Cialis. There you go. That's when it will happen. Uh... Drops. Yep. Oh, here we go. Mark Furry asks, and uh, I guess this is this is on the backs of watching the the movie. Probably, uh, what was it called with Jamie Fox Power or whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah, yeah, Power. Yeah, yeah. we watched that the other night too. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah, it was decent. Project uh, Power. If you could uh, add any animal trait to yourself with no harmful side effects, what would it be? I'm gonna go with limb regeneration because even though it's unlikely to ever fucking happen, my God, would it come in handy? Are we talking about, uh, you said an animal thing? With no harmful side effects. Um, I would say night vision. It's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Because it. it's something that you'd use all the time. True. And, you know, a, a limb regeneration, you're probably, you know, statistically never going to have to use that ability. So I think it'd be a bit of a waste. But seeing in the dark would be. Make a hell of a party and, trick, and though. Would it Definitely would. That's for sure. It'd be basically like. Can- Cut your arm off. <laughs> Go on. Uh, mm. Oh, man. But I also, ooh, night vision. You know, I'm going to have to switch it up. Oh, all right. What is it? I'm going with the ability to breathe underwater. Oh, that's, that's a, yeah. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a very good one. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Jorbach asks, or says, and slash asks, uh, I was getting a coffee this morning and I noticed that drip coffee with an espresso shot is becoming a pretty popular drink. How do you deal with the caffeine monkey on your back? What do you mean by the monkey on your back? As in, I mean, like how do you get your caffeine? Yeah, how do you get your caffeine fix? Right here. Rockstar. That's it. I'm an energy drink guy. I mean, I drink a coffee in the morning most mornings, but uh, I'm the type of guy that'll make a coffee and I'll sip on it and then it'll eventually get cold and I just won't drink the rest of it. So then I usually have an energy drink in the afternoon. Um, my my solution is to never actually have the caffeine monkey on your back in the first place. <laughs> it's good life choice, Adam. So good life choice. I don't drink coffee. I don't even drink tea, really, unless it's a herbal tea or something, like I'm having ginger tea or some shit uh, in the winter months just for the warmth of it and because ginger is nice. I don't drink anything like like a, an ice cap from Tim Hortons is the closest thing to caffeine that enters my body, um, yeah. other than maybe like a can of Coke once in a blue moon or some shit. I don't have a daily caffeine fix. I drink water 99.9% of the time, and that gets mixed up with a glass of milk in the morning if I'm feeling fancy. That's pretty much the show. Smart man. Um, Alexa uh, also has another question here. It says, you guys have talked about your biggest negotiation wins a few months back, but what are your biggest negotiation tips and tricks? Tips and tricks. Yeah. Um. Okay, so definitely building rapport is, I think, probably the most important uh, component. Now, there are some instances where building rapport doesn't help you. So, like, for example... Sometimes uh, it can hurt you, actually. Yeah, sometimes it can. It's rare, but, like, there's, there's a... there's When I say building rapport, I don't mean, like, you know, prying and prodding for, you know... To, to sound relatable or uh, asking too many questions. No, you're, well, you're trying to get, you're almost trying to get friendly with them. Like you're trying exactly. to, you're trying to, you're trying to get them to like you before you make any kind of moves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and even if it's not so much of, of even liking you, but also getting them to like, like uh, painting a story, like telling a story. Um, sometimes that, that is trying to get somebody like you so that they go, Oh, I really like this guy. I want to give him a deal or I'm willing to work with him or her. Um, but sometimes it's also, you know, a bit of manipulation where, you know, um, if you, if you want to say, Hey, I need a new car, for example, and you start telling them, you know, the type of things in a car that, that you would really want. And you already know what type of car you're there for but you have them suggested to you um, and then you go along with them, even though you, you're, you're leading them into um, a place that you already want to go to make it feel as though they're the ones in control and they're the ones that are making the suggestion and you're, you're eating that up. And in return, they're going to feel better about the deal. They're going to feel better about you um, uh, pro about- tip, you can also use this tactic when asking your wife where she wants to eat for dinner. There you go. You can do that. Um, <laughs> and, and that's it. That's like, it, it is basically building rapport, but in a, in a 
a build a little bit of a different way where you're almost you're steering the conversation. That, yeah, that's not building rapport so much as it's like uh, as that's just actually manipulation. So you're you're getting them. It's it's almost power of suggestion. So you're you're yeah. basically you're making them think that they're the ones in control when you are the one that's been steering it the whole time. You're like puppet mastering them into making yeah. them think they suggested, like you said, the car. And then you're like, oh yeah, you know what? This is a re- I hadn't considered this car before. Can you tell me a bit more about the car, please? And they're like, oh, I got them. Here we go. I get yeah. my good commission on this car. And then they give you like this big fucking spiel, and you're like, "Oh, yes, mm, that's fascinating." Tell me you know more. What? I really have a hard time looking down to see how fast I go when I'm driving, <gasps> sir. You're not going to believe it, but this new year it comes up with heads-up display. And you can get that <laughs> by just adding an extra hundred and fifty dollars to your package. Wow, yes. really? Okay, yeah, all right, uh. yeah. Just, just. That, so so yeah, steering steering a a conversation um, into where you're leading them into a trap essentially. Um, I know it sounds manipulative, it is, but it's not it's not a malicious manipulation. It's 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 one that comes from the art of the deal. Um, uh, also, when it comes <laughs> when it Donald comes, Trump's book, <laughs> the art of the deal. Also, when it comes <laughs> to uh, um, negotiations, is Try and make it so that the other side feels as though they've won. So, you know, it, it's, it's really, really hard to take somebody to the, to the cleaners unless they're desperate. But what you want to do, and, and it's like this in real estate as well. When you find a distressed seller and say either they got a divorce, death in the family, uh, they're behind on their taxes, um, uh, they just can't they 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 need to move quickly whatever the case may be and and you see an opportunity to 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 get a deal on somebody else's misfortune or their their unfortunate situation um i know it sounds like you're preying upon that and to a degree you are but you want to solve a problem for them and when you solve a problem for them uh it makes it feel as though they're winning they're getting something out of it they don't feel like so. For example, if somebody's getting divorced, they need to sell a house, and you're you're potentially buying it for sixty thousand dollars under market value. They know that, right? But if you can make the close faster, so that they can get out of each other's hair quicker, if you will cover the 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 realtor fees, or you will cover even though you're still getting a deal, but you give them something, you give them a small victory or a large victory. Uh, while you're winning, there is a much, much higher chance that um, you, you, you will have a successful deal and, and you'll really master the art of the deal is, is figuring out a way to make it so that the other party wins or feels as though they are winning. Yeah, you can look at it this way. Um, even though you're buying a product, you have to look at it like you're selling a product. So if you look at marketing, marketing for most stuff is is in similar to what Jeff was just saying is if you're trying to sell something, you're creating a problem, even if one doesn't exist so that you can solve said problem, uh, with your product or your service. And so in making a, a deal with somebody, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes it can be, uh, advantageous depending on what you're buying uh, or doing a deal over to, uh, to frame it as you, like Jeff, Jeff was saying, as if you were solving a problem uh, for them by doing them something, 
or by doing them the favor of buying it or doing it at the specific time or at the specific price or whatever. And then you're trying to uh, get them to see it as if you are doing them some sort of fucking favor uh, by doing it the way that you want to do it. But again, it feeds into like the whole time you're, you're trying to navigate them towards the end point that you want. Um, while making them feel like they're getting what they wanted to out of the deal. So the, probably the most powerful and the, the, or well, yeah, uh, one of the most powerful, but also one of the smartest things that you can do is know that you can always, and you should sometimes walk the fuck away. Um, sometimes walking away is your only power move. Uh, because sometimes it calls a bluff and sometimes it just gets you out of a bad deal. Some people, one of their biggest problems is they'll get into it. They'll, they will initiate the, the bartering. They'll be the one to initiate it. And if somebody initiates the bartering, they themselves have it in their head that they have to be, they have to complete the deal now, or they have failed. We call this, we call this in the business world, do not get emotionally attached to a deal. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hear this all the time in real estate, right? You, you, you walk through a property and, you know, whether, whether, whether you're buying as an investor or say, say you're a first time home buyer, I think more people can relate to this. You, you go through a house and you're like, oh my God, you know, uh, I'm in, I'm in love with this place. Or, uh, you start visualizing, you know, where you're going to put the sofa and all this other stuff. And you get to the, you, you get, you make an offer on the house. Right. And, you know, you're, you're excited. And then the offer gets rejected or they come back and they say, no, no, we're firm on this price. And you know that financially it's not a good deal, but you're emotionally invested into the, into the house. And what Adam is saying is you have to be willing to walk away from the deal because ultimately you're asking what is the best way to negotiate, you know, on to, to, to get a better deal to win. And sometimes winning is walking. And that could be as, as, as little as walking away. And the next thing you know it, a week later, you get that phone call and someone goes, you know what? I will take that deal. Some, somebody else falling through. That could be a car. It could be a house. It could be anything. It could be a date where you're asked somebody you want a date and you know, they hum and holler about it. You know what? Fine. No, you never know. Uh, you could get a text at four o'clock in the morning, one Saturday night. And they're telling you to come over and come smash. You just never know, right? It, there, there is this, uh, there, there, there is this, uh, people want what they can't have type thing. And if you can walk away, not only that, even if they don't call back, if the deal wasn't right and you walked, that's a win because you're, because ultimately if you do the, if you do a bad deal and you're not winning at all, you're losing. So like, why, why would you take a deal? That's a, that. That isn't good, uh, you know, un- unless you're emotionally attached to the deal. And unless that emotional attachment is worth more than a, a financial, like the opportunity cost is worth more than financial gain because not everything's about money. Some people will find the right house or car or whatever, spouse or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're, maybe maybe the spouse doesn't believe in religion, but you really love this person and, you re- you, and you're willing to make a sacrifice. You know, sometimes certain things are worth not giving a fuck about or, 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 or working around. Uh, and then sometimes it's just not worth it. Walk away. If, if, 
in your core, they don't hold the same values of you. And a lot of the other things are the same. Sometimes it's best to walk away before things get really bad or, you know, it's just not going to work, even though you want it to and you're emotionally involved and attached. Sometimes you need to walk the fuck away. And in the long term, that's a win. Uh, sometimes you can't see that right up front. Uh, but a lot of, I've done this many times for houses where I put in offers and they said no. And I'm like, fuck. And, I, and I'm like, damn it. I should have just paid the extra 20 grand. I would, I'd have this property. And then I realized like after a little while, you know what? I'm so fucking happy. I didn't buy that at that price because now this thing came up or this opportunity happened. So you have to know when to walk. The power of walking. Last question, Jeff. G Bros asks, what was your greatest aha moment or epiphany in life? I've got two. They're quick ones. One, my parents are actually just people that stumbled through life all the same as everyone else on earth. You hit a certain age and you realize your parents are fallible. It's an ama- it's a it's a massive it, it well, two for two things did two things to me. One, it made me feel better about my own mistakes and that and that me not knowing where the fuck my life is going at any given time, even though I was like 18, 20, whatever the fuck now. They were in the same place. They're still kind of in the same place. Everyone's going through life at the same way, kind of by the fucking seat of their pants. And you just, you only can do so much shit happens. Uh, and you make mistakes along the way. And then uh, two uh, was the unfortunate one that never came to pass. But Jeff and I realizing that Mixer had originally picked up Ninja for the Halo play, and now we never get it. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, yeah, I, I, you picked a really good one uh, with, with the parents because, yeah, you just... Up until a certain all- age, you think that your parents are in, like, infallible, they, meaning they can't make a mistake and they're right about everything all the time. And then yeah. you get to an age where you've had enough life experience or whatever, or you see it, you recognize it, you watch them make a mistake and you recognize it. And then it dawns on you that they're human, they're capable of it. Yeah. And it, it, it changes the dynamic quite a bit there. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that years ago, but I really, it's, it's on another level now when you have a son or a child and um, I find myself often, um, it's almost like a weird out of body experience where I remember looking at my childhood photos and seeing my mom, my dad, and my mom being way younger than me. Like my yeah. mom was, uh, 18 years old, seven, 17, 17 years old when she had me, uh, my dad and his, uh, 21 or something. Um, and then seeing photos throughout the years of uh, me, me even just being like seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Um, even more specifically, my parents' wedding. Um, I'm like seven, six or seven. And you see the youth in your parents. And um, I never looked at them like that. There comes a time where you look at your parents as they're older now. Um, and it usually happens... Uh, as you start to look at yourself as older now, um, and I'm not talking when you're 20, you know, 25. So for me, it happened 
actually my, it probably happened around between 20, uh, 25. My life has just been a little bit different uh, than my parents is. So, um, you know, everybody goes through a different thing, but I, I hit a new level of that when I, when my son was born, because I'm looking at baby photos and I'm seeing my parents and me as a child. And then I'm looking physically at my son and I'm, I'm going, Oh my God, like I'm doing what my parents did. And it kind of ties into what Adam was saying, where you look at, at least for me, I looked at my mom and my dad as they could do no wrong. And even when there was wrong, they had all the answers. They, they could solve all of my problems. And that's a testament on, on a good, a good parent where you, you have just full, you surrender fully to them and they're going, no matter what happens, they're going to find a way to make it work. And so when you live in that environment, you just look at your parents as, uh, I don't want to say superheroes, but like, like almost untouchable uh, beings. Um, and although I've they seen have my all parents, the answers for everything, answers for yeah. everything, right? Like I could ask a question to my, to my dad and my dad wouldn't even really know the answer, but he'd answer it in a way that it looked like he knew the answer. Um, and I kind of do that, not just with my son. I do that with my wife a lot too, because she asks me things. And sometimes I'm like, you know, it's, it's sometimes I say, I don't know, but sometimes I, I just kind of almost act like I know. Uh, and I'm sure with my, when it comes to my son and he looks up to me and he's asking me certain things, um, to him, he's probably going to look like he could ask me anything in the world and I'm going to have the answer for him. And I will, whether it's the right or wrong answer in his eyes, it'll probably be the right answer. So, you know, that's, that's a, that is one of those big aha moments, uh, for me is when my, when my son was boring and is born and, and seeing my parents with him. And it's almost like I'm, I'm going through this like, uh, out of body experience where I'm like seeing my childhood and then my son's childhood and my parents are older and I'm older and it's a fucking weird uh, weird thing. And I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but, uh, it's different. So that's one of them. Um, my other aha moment is, um, oh man, not in, in, this wasn't really an aha moment, but, uh, it's something that I kind of always knew is you don't need school. Uh, you know, you, you, after you a certain point, after a certain you point, you mean yes. post secondary specifically? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not telling anybody here, you know, don't don't get your you know high school diploma or anything. Go to fucking school because yeah. it's going to teach you, uh, like at the very least, it's going to teach you how to how to socialize and 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 have some sort of discipline. Um, and and you need it anyway for a lot of things. Uh, just from from a job standpoint, where if you don't even have your high school diploma, some people would just look at you differently. Uh, a lot of people will, even though you might be as smart as or smarter than a lot of people, right? Especially with the internet, you can learn virtually anything on your own, but you need those certificates or you need that whatever. But my, uh, you know, not have not needing a post-secondary education um, and still be successful um, is what was sort of an aha moment to me because when I dropped at university and I was, you know, being a server and stuff, I didn't know any of this shit was going to happen to me. I mean, I kind of knew I wanted to to run my own business and stuff, but I didn't fucking clue what that was. I, 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 you know, it was uh, the closest thing I had to to look up to for that was like my dad's, you know, construction business. Uh, and and you know, even that was like, you know, 
I, I wouldn't even uh, consider that in my eyes the biggest of successes. You know, yeah, he made a living of it and he su- he supported his family and that is a success. Uh, I mean, I'm a success because of what his hard work, but in my mind, in terms of like what success really was and, and owning and having certain landmarks, because everybody's versions of success is different. I, I knew I wanted it, but I didn't, I, I started double second guessing myself. Like maybe I do have to go to school. Maybe I have to do this the conventional way. Um, and it wasn't until things started happening where they happened. And it, it wasn't even like, my aha moment for like making it wasn't even me waking up one morning and having it. It was having a conversation. I remember having a conversation with somebody in Dominican Republic. Uh, Kale and I were on a vacation. This was like uh, six years ago or so. Uh, we were we were on a vacation and I was swimming in a pool, uh, the swim up bar. Kayla was uh, talking to some, you know, we, we meet mangled people and you have conversations and I was hanging out with the dudes. We're all sitting there having a good time. And, you know, uh, we just get into the topic of work because that's like what adults talk about when you meet people. What do you do for a living? Oh, uh, that's great. And we started talking about that and I was having a few drinks. Um, so I, I've ha- I was having quite a few drinks and, and, uh, we, we started talking about what we do for a living and, uh, he, they asked me and I, you know, I told them, you know, I play video games and, um, I, it was it wasn't fairly new for me then I was probably still like four four years in you know really starting to become successful like this was back in 2014 so like in 2014 was like the biggest year of my career like during the League of Legends stuff so you know the 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 topic of like money came up and like how do you make money and how much you make and I I I told them you know this is this is what I make um and you know their reaction uh was was it it dawned on me then because you get so caught up in what you're doing that you don't even realize what you're doing until it's like done or like you know you it it, and and they their reaction and their intrigue um uh basically it was sort of my aha moment where i was like whoa i made it you know (laughs) like that that was that was it and it was from their reaction of me i never had a a time to reflect like fully um so yeah that was probably my my second biggest one is you, you don't need school and some of those other people that uh, was in that group ultra uh, also entrepreneurs and didn't go to post secondary school and became successful uh business business owners and different things so yeah those are probably my two big ones yeah and those are I, I can't think of too many ones that that would be bigger than that. I mean, the it, it's uh, and they both hit. The funny thing about that is they both tend to hit around the same time or close to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a wild thing. It's a wild thing when something like that, especially when it's a life thing, dawns on you. Um, it's one thing if it's just like a day to day like stupid silly thing, but like when like the big life ones hit you, it's always a a, a trip. And it's crazy because like I, I've, I've, I've had people message me all the time or even talk and stream and they're like, dude, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I, I, oh, I'm 35 and I don't know what I'm doing with myself and all this other stuff. And then I've had tons of people that also have said, and, and I can tell you this because I know many people uh, that have become successful past 30 um, and these sort of things that, that we talk about where it's career or children or purpose i'm telling you for me 
I went from zero to a hundred pretty fucking fast. It felt like a long time and it felt like it was taking a while and I didn't know, but I'm telling you like life changes so fucking fast, but so slowly it's, it's really, you could go from feeling like dog shit, uh, about your situation to like giving yourself some serious pats on the back. So like, it's, it's just, it's not too late. Like uh, you're going to, if you haven't felt those things yet, it's coming. Uh, it, it, it will come. And on that note, you know what has come? The end of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Thank you so much for coming by and watching this. If you caught it live, uh, or if you're watching this or listening to this on the RSS feeds, thank you so much for continuing to do so and spreading the word, letting other people know about the podcast if you think they'll enjoy it. You can watch this on YouTube Friday uh, 11 Eastern is when I make these things live now for the video, but if you just want to watch or listen to the RSS feeds, that goes up in the evening. Uh, I'm trying so hard not to sneeze right now. I will, uh, I will, uh, so yeah, go over to YouTube, like, comment if you can in the first hour, hit the bell icon on YouTube to be notified as soon as these videos go up, but I'm telling you the time so you know ahead of time, because one of the biggest ways you can help us if you are not able to, or even if you are helping us financially with this podcast, is to do just that. Liking and commenting, interacting with the videos in that first hour is the biggest push. I know it doesn't seem like it would be, but it is. Thank you so much for stopping by, guys. You are uh, as awesome as always. We will see you guys next week for more Technical Alpha. And until then, stay safe out there. Wear a fucking mask, for God's sake. And we'll see you soon. Peace! Peace!